Born for the pop, give yourself a break so you can kick it back like a couch potato. And life will have to wait till way, way later. Oh boy. So, the other day, I was in the bathroom again. I was in the bathroom again because my parents thought there was too much bathroom talk going on. And they figured I was the cause of it. Which I was. And now I was not allowed to come out until I was all done. Parents can be so ruthless and cruel. Johnny was even crying. Oh, wait a minute. That came out wrong. Johnny was crying because we were laughing so hard. And then my parents told us he needed to go home. And I needed to spend some time in the bathroom. No fair! He had big crocodile tears rolling down his cheeks from laughing so hard. We had so much fun. And is it not the parents' job to guarantee the happiness of their children? Letting us children feel the most ginormous amount of life force flowing through our bodies. So we'd be stoked to be alive. Thrilled to be part of this complicated existence here on earth. Right? I think I should talk to the government about this and start up a Department of Fun for the whole United States of America, where all the rules are laid out for the entire country on how to make sure that fun is always the number one priority for all children. Maybe adults too, but I'll worry about that later, like when I turn 21. But anyway... I mentioned the words crocodile tears. What is so special about crocodile tears anyway? Do crocodiles actually cry? And when they do, are their tears really big? Maybe they are like my mom and my sister and they like to watch sappy movies that make them cry. That'd be so funny. Right there in the swamp movie theater... There'd be like a couple of hundred crocodiles laying around shedding big tears. No, and all around the world there's crocodile tears, of course. Boxes of Kleenex everywhere. Grandma crocodiles and uncle crocodiles all getting emotional about some sappy movie where they hear as something tragic happened to him. I think that's completely true, actually. And if not, the complete truth would be something like this. Crocodile tears are called so because when you live somewhere in Florida, where there are a lot of crocodiles, unlike places like New York City or Alaska, where there are not so many, and when you walk over from your friend's house down the block and you have a big smile on your face because you had so much fun over there doing what you love to do, and you did it in a way you had never done that thing before, and it made it even more fun. You know what I'm saying? After a full day of that kind of fun, and your friend just said, Come back tomorrow, and we'll have even more fun. We'll invite a couple of our other friends, which will make it the best day ever. Well, just when you thought about how much fun that was going to be, a crocodile came on the street where you were walking, about 10 feet away from you. And you knew you could never get away from it because there was nowhere to run to fast enough before this crocodile would get you. So you start to cry because there's no hope for you to live another day. 
which is a total bummer because the next day was actually going to be the best day of your life. But now it isn't because this crocodile is about to eat you. And that is why you cry. And you cry the biggest tears in the entire world. So after this whole incident, you tell everybody how you had the biggest tears ever. Because this crocodile was about to eat you. And then it did. Which, of course, is impossible because you're dead and whatnot. So you just have to come back as a ghost. Because you still want to tell your friends all about it. So, there's no other way about it. Talking about dramatic upsets, Johnny and I ventured into the realm of bathroom talk because we knew my parents were outside. And we figured we were safe to do so. But I forgot about my sister being a do-goody older sister who always liked to tell on me. And so she went to go get my dad. That's how ruthless she was. My mom might have let me off the hook, but not my dad. I think he never got involved in some good old bathroom conversations as a kid. And he was taking his resentment out on me. Man, no fair. You might wonder what kind of things I was saying that got me into trouble. Well, I would love to say it, but it would only get me into more trouble. So I won't be telling any of it. Sorry, but my lips are sealed. Okay, okay. I will tell you because it's too much fun. But don't tell my parents or my sister because she will tell my parents. But before I start telling you this, I'm going to give you some advice about bathroom talk. Know when it's enough and call it quits when you still can. This will keep you out of a lot of trouble with your parents. Trust me on this one. I'm speaking from experience. Especially don't get sent to the bathroom if someone's gone number two anytime recent. For those of you who don't know what number two means, I'll explain. Number two stands for driving the dump truck, landing the mothership, the voluntary timeout, delivering Christmas presents, skydiving, dropping the kids off at the pool, elephant crop circles, bringing the wheelbarrow, or as some people still seem to want to call it, taking a poop. And why would anybody ever call it that? Taking a poop? That does not make any sense. Take a book? Sure, that makes sense. Have fun reading it at home. Take a plant from school? Sounds good. Thanks for taking care of the plant over the summer. But when someone tells me they are going to take a poop, no thanks. Where are you taking it? I don't want to know. But back to the story. You might have noticed I get distracted sometimes. Well, that is how I stay focused. I know it probably does not make any sense to some of you, but it does to me. That day I was not paying close attention and forgot that my dad had just been in the house and that he came into the house for a special delivery. He had just spent the previous 15 minutes in the bathroom landing the mothership. And on a scale of 1 to 10 for stinkiness, with 10 being the worst, my dad is probably a 25 on a good day. And that day was not by any standards a good day. Maybe even a 29 and a half. If it's a 30, 
It means that paint will start peeling from the walls. Curtain rods will fall down. Water will start to spill out from random spots in the wall. Basically anywhere where there's any plumbing inside. And life in the bathroom will cease to exist. To make a long story short, that moment was absolutely the wrong time to get sent to the bathroom for saying a couple of silly things. But before I was going to risk my life and set foot in the bathroom under these circumstances, I first made sure there was enough clean air in the bathroom for me to survive on. I went to my sister's bedroom and grabbed her caged canary and put it inside the bathroom and closed the door. I counted to ten, and after still hearing the silly little bird chirp, I was convinced enough that my life was not in immediate danger if I went in there. I learned this technique when I read about miners who bring canaries when they are working underground in a deep mine shaft. When there is a lack of air down in the mine shaft, canaries will die before humans will. So if the canary dies, the miners know they'd better run because any moment there could not be enough air down there, even for humans. And as a side note, just so I can stay focused, you have heard of a dog whisperer, right? Somebody who knows what dogs think and feel. You also have people who do that for horses. A horse might not be doing well and you call up a horse whisperer and they figure out why a horse might be aggressive sometimes or something like that. Now here's my riddle. What is somebody called who does the same for birds? Do I hear you say bird whisperer? Sorry, that's wrong. Somebody who can read the minds and feelings of birds is called an interpreter. Ha! An interpreter. Because birds like to chirp. But back to the story. I made sure to still wear a clothes peg on my nose for safety. Though I might not have noticed the problem this way because I can't smell anything, it didn't mean the problem was not there. Being what it is, a health hazard. I'm still concerned for my overall health. Knowing that I have a long and bright future ahead of me, and knowing that I am wanting to make sure I get to fully enjoy it, I made sure to come up with another plan. I tell my father the following. Dad! Dad! It stinks here so bad. I think you forgot to flush. Can you come check? This drew my dad back into the bathroom to check for himself to see if he had forgotten to flush, or not. Of course he had flushed, but the 10 seconds or so it took him to realize the toilet bowl was empty forced him to breathe at least a handful of times, which helped me to clear the air at least a little. And in situations like this, it could mean the difference between life and death. But he left again, and now I was stuck in there by myself with nothing else to do. So, I was wondering, would you still want to hear the best bathroom talk in the world? You would like that? Okay, get a little closer. Nah, I'm just joking. It stinks here too much. It wouldn't be safe. My body's well trained in situations like that, but I'm not sure if yours is. I would just stay where you are. And I will raise my voice when I tell you all the bathroom talk you want to hear. So here we go. 
Are your parents out of the room? They might turn the story off if they heard what I'm about to share with you. Are they? Okay, here we go. Here's my bathroom talk. We had a very big bathroom. Our bathroom even had a mirror above the sink so you could look at yourself and comb your hair and make yourself all pretty. Our toilet was in the middle of the bathroom and it had a button on it that if you push it, water comes out to flush the toilet. In the back of the bathroom was the bathtub, but I also had a shower in there, which was quite handy. How did you like my bathroom talk? It's not very exciting now, is it? <laughs> I tricked you. I know what you wanted. You wanted to hear as many bad words as you can. And you were hoping to even hear some words that are so bad none of your friends had ever heard of it. And the next day at school, you'd pull all your buddies to the side and say, I have a new word. And while you tell it to your buddies, you'd see their eyes light up as you explain to them what that word meant. You'd see their ears flopping back and forth from pure excitement as these words entered their minds through the back door and the front door at the same time. I'm not sure if the left ear is the front door or if the right ear is the front door, but you figure it out for yourself. And your friends would repeat the new word that you just taught them so that they could feel the excitement of saying a word as bad as that out loud. They would feel as much pleasure from their taste buds as they would from their favorite ice cream. But as far as me giving you any naughty new words, I am sorry. I can't share this information with you. That day, the stink was so bad, I had to make sure my parents would let me out as soon as possible. I was for sure certain I would die if I didn't make it out of there fast, quickly, pronto, and most rapidly. Which reminds me of another funny story. The week before that... Uh, uh, wow. Whoa. I just forgot what I was going to tell you. Wow. I was even starting to feel not so well. I quickly checked if I could still feel my own pulse. Oh no, I couldn't feel my own pulse anymore. The bathroom was starting to spin and I felt super dizzy. My body was getting weak and I couldn't hold myself up anymore. I fell on the ground without any control over my muscles. And my body ended up on the ground twisted in all the wrong directions. But I couldn't do anything about it. I was only able to notice it. And even that, only a little bit. I felt so weak, I had to close my eyes. Then I experienced that I was in this long, dark tunnel. And at the end, there was this light. This tunnel had the worst smell. It must have been part of a sewer system or something. I started walking toward the light, hoping to find some fresh air there. I got close to the light when all of a sudden a door opened that I didn't know was there. I looked over but couldn't see who opened the door, but I could feel the fresh air, which made me slowly feel a little better. I eventually opened my eyes and saw my mom standing in the doorway of the bathroom. The open door allowed enough fresh air to come in so that I could take a couple of deep breaths to help recover my body back to strength. I heard my mom say, You've suffered enough. 
You can come out now. Yeah, I suffered enough. I almost died that day. My parents were torturing me. I was able to move my body a little bit again, and I managed to bring my body back up with some help from my mother. She looked at me funny. Like she thinks I'm just pretending all this stuff. But why would I think it's funny to almost die? The joke of dying would not last very long, and I would not be able to tell Johnny about it afterwards. So what's the point? I walked back into the kitchen where my parents and even my older sister were waiting for me. My dad said, I hope you finally learned your lesson. I knew what answer he wanted to hear, but that's not what I wanted to say. So I took a second to think, and I decided to say what they wanted to hear, but that I would say it in a way that I liked hearing it. So I said the following. I think you're right, Dad. I think bathroom talk is a lot of fun, but as a whole, is not something I should stick in people's faces. So I promise to be smarter about my use of words so that nobody gets angry at me. I looked at my parents to see their reactions, and they looked a little suspicious about what I just said. But I kept a straight face to not give it away. I didn't want to give away how I had just said that I should not go around sticking my butt in people's faces. So to smooth things over fast, I acted like a good boy when I said the following. Can I go back to my room now so I can finish my homework? The faces of my parents lit up like fireworks full of pride and happiness at the mention of me wanting to do my homework without them needing to pressure me into it. First I'll do my math. Now I turn to my sister. What's your favorite number, Grace? She said, my favorite number is one. I responded by saying, number one is my second favorite. My first favorite is the number two. I'd be happy to see the number twos all over town. On t-shirts, on cars, on buses, on the seats in buses so people can sit on it, and even splat it on billboards. I decided to walk away now because I was afraid I was going to start laughing and I'd give myself away about the fact I just said that I like the idea of there being poop on everything, including having people sit and poop on the bus. I went back to my room and started to play instead of do my homework. That was all well till I heard footsteps coming towards my bedroom door. I raced over to my desk and rushed to find my homework so I could open it in front of me. Phew, just in time. My dad walked in with some tea for me, and as he walked over to my desk, I noticed my homework was laying upside down. Unfortunately for me, my dad immediately noticed it as well, and he said, Why is your homework laying upside down? Were you actually doing your homework, or were you just playing? Oops. I was busted and I needed some suggestions quickly to get me out of this situation. What would you have done? One of you said crying? That's not a good idea. One of you said just be honest? Well, that's all nice and whatnot. But if I got sent back to the bathroom, the toxicity in my body would probably be the death of me. So that's not going to happen. One of you said... 
quickly learn how to float in the air? What? What sort of an idea was that? That would take me at least two lifetimes to learn. No, thank you. Any more brilliant ideas from any of you guys? What was that? I was practicing learning how to read and write upside down. Oh, I like that one. That one I like. My dad would think that it was a dumb thing to do. But it would be the kind of thing I would do during the makings of my homework. And my dad would be annoyed, but not upset. And that's where I like things to be. Here we go. Wish me luck. Because I don't want to end up back in the bathroom. And thanks for all the suggestions. Even the bad ones. Can't you tell that? I'm practicing writing and reading upside down. I'm getting pretty good at it, actually. You should have seen his annoyed face. It was the best. He always thinks I'm wasting my time on silly stuff. We are quite different in that regard. I always think I'm wasting my time when I'm not doing silly stuff. (laughs) So he says, You always have a hard time getting your homework finished in time. How about you focus on what is important and you stop wasting time on that silly stuff? See? I told you he was going to say that. My dad reached over and he grabbed my homework to turn it around the right way. I was just happy I was off the hook for this one. So whoever made that suggestion, thanks a bunch and then some. I noticed the steam coming from the cup of tea my dad had just brought me, and this gave me an even better idea. Dad, can I ask you a question about my homework? His face no longer had that annoyed look on there, and he looked like he was excited about my interest in homework. Yes, he was jumping on it like a cheetah would on an antelope. Oh, sure. Ask ahead. I started off with a short... Mm. Then I made it look like I was still thinking about it, though I already knew exactly what I was going to ask. Dad, is bear cub and teacup spelled the same way? Of course he said they are not spelled the same way. And he explained, bear cup is spelled C-U-B, and teacup is spelled C. U-P. I looked quizzed for a moment like I didn't understand everything he just said quite yet. Then I replied, So dad, the correct way would be C-U-P in a teacup, right? My dad confirmed. Yeah, you are right. That was the right way to spell teacup. Good job. You just stick to doing your homework and you'll end up a smart young man one day. He patted me on the shoulder and he started to leave the room. I had to milk this one a little more with him, so I said, Thanks for the tea, Dad. And now I know how to spell it correctly. T. T-E-A and cup. C-U-P. He looked at me with a big smile and gave me the thumbs up. And I leaned myself forward like I was going back to reading my homework. I even brought a finger up to make it look like I was keeping track with my finger of what sentence I was on in my reading. But as soon as my dad closed the door, I walked straight to the window to open it as wide as I could so I could climb out. I jumped out of the window easily and walked next door to say hi to Johnny 
and to tell him all about what had just happened. But unfortunately, his mom told me he couldn't come out because he was spending some time in the bathroom to get over his need for excessive bathroom talk. I acted disappointed, but I was not. I knew where their bathroom was and which outside window connected to it. It was too high to look inside, but as soon as I whispered his name, I heard his response to let me know he was in there. And then I had a good time sharing everything new I had learned and applied in the world of bathroom talk. And he, too, had some new brilliant ideas as well that I was excited to know about. Yes, because we both wanted to make sure that we were always well-trained and well-versed in the latest and smartest developments in bathroom talk. The end, the end of the story, the end. But there's more, oh, much more to come. So it's the end, but, you know, not the end, the end, the end. Okay, I'll be right there, Mom. <laughs>